Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle with Brad Quima, Quima, Quima Varlick. Well, we're seeing some mixed reading, both grain and livestock futures this morning. Uh, Brad, we've already seen a little two-sided trade in the cattle market. Let's start off there. A really disappointing day yesterday. We'll start off with that. Well, that would be the understatement of the day, I would say, um, for me anyway. Um, yeah. So know, what happened, Brad? I mean, was it all technical? Because I know we failed at the 50-day moving average, but was there a fundamental reason for it? Well, if there was a fundamental reason for it, then it escaped me. And um, thanks for having me on, Michelle. And, and if these people don't know it already, uh, guess what? I the market uh, more more often uh, will surprise me, and uh, I'll sit here and stumble around and try to come up with an explanation for a market that I don't understand. I, you know, where we were at nine thirty yesterday was what I thought made sense. Uh, you know, big opening led by the front end, a market that was reacting to the first big major winter storm, which in fact. I would say it was worse than advertised here if you back up till Friday when we were trading um, and then followed up here with another system coming at uh, the southwest here early next week. You know, so uh, to me, it made sense for the February, it, particularly when you look at it from a, a longer view of, of where we ought to be from a basis standpoint, what typically is. Typically, uh, the basis would be basis is difference in futures and cash. Okay. Normally, February would be a two or three dollar premium to cash and instead it's a three to six dollar discount to cash so i thought well now surely the february cattle will catch up um i was right. wrong and uh the way we finished you know I, I would say yeah you know failing at the 50 day was disappointing um you had the first day of the goldman sachs roll which maybe put a little more pressure in the febs maybe but you know we all know that's coming that shouldn't be that big a deal um it it, it you know just sitting here it felt like those of us that were friendly thought, well, we, let's get our stuff bought. And then when we when we ran out of that buying power, it's just like there was nobody left to buy it. I, I I don't know. You know, to me, this is more sensible today. I'm glad we're coming right back. Take these Feb yeah. cattle back to 100 higher, have them gaining on the back months. Um, you know, sometimes buy the rumor, sell the facts is, is the futures market. So let's see if we can't sustain this a little better today. But Brad, it really doesn't feel like we have a lot of weather premium in this market. And you've got this first big snowstorm that you talk about. Talk about what it is going to mean for feedlot performance. And we're also hearing of maybe a few packing plants that are at least going to be limited in terms of shifts today. Right. Let's talk about the closings first. I don't have exactly a whole list of them. They're a little private about that information. But I know that we lost the B shift or the second shift at a couple of places where you would expect, right? Uh, Nebraska uh, yesterday, uh, where the, the kind of the epicenter, where the worst of that weather was kind of was between Grand Island and Omaha, Sioux City, up in, the, up in that stretch. Although right where I sit, we had 10 inches of snow too, uh, and it's going to be 20 below on Saturday. So um, I, I, I think what what used to be anyway was you'd hear some of these and there's plant closing stories today too all the way down into kansas where they might miss a shift or something like that the old days the market would say well okay so what if we don't kill 25 or thirty thousand cattle the impact that the weather had on the cattle outside in the feed yards is much more important in other words slowing the weight gain uh, uh, and, and, and especially when you in my opinion when you look at what we've just gone through we've gone through maybe a time where we've had couldn't have had a better conditions. Okay. Um, a lot of these cattle never had a bad day from midsummer on. Um, and, and so these cattle explode, right? So somebody that owns cattle, I know what happens when you have this deal now. So now these cattle go from 
go from growing four pounds a day to all of a sudden, wham, stand still, lose weight. Now you're going to feed them for two or three weeks to try to get their weight back to where it was before that. So you're going to see a big drop in, in, in performance and, and, and in the weight of the cattle, in my opinion. So now the weights themselves uh, have tapered off the last three weeks. Last week's weights, the steer and heifer carcass weights, the comprehensive, the one that's all inclusive that I watch, which is two weeks old by the time we get it, um, it was down three weeks from the week before. Still nine over a year ago, but down three pounds from the week before. So we're starting to see that weight taper off. Now I'd be curious to see when the USDA decides it's okay for us to know in two weeks what the average weights are going to do this week. I, I would expect that we would see a big decrease, which should give us a little bit of a chance to have a little more leverage back in the feed yard. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, to your point about slaughter, only 115,000 head yesterday. So obviously there was some impact from the weather. What are you thinking about cash this week, though? Higher. That's what I Higher. think. Um, yeah. You know, at least in this area, I think the producer is going to be you know, he's going to be wor more worried about scraping yards, hauling snow, uh, trying to get these cattle comfortable than whether, he, you know, what if they would happen to take these cattle next week, you know, after taking a hit from the weather. So uh, it, either it'll be a no trade deal, in my opinion, or at least in the north, uh, we'll, we'll be somewhat resistant. Now, the market in the north was quite a bit better than the way the thing finished Friday, uh, like in Nebraska and in the south. Um, you know, 175, quite a few cattle traded at 175. A few cattle even traded a little bit better than that up here. Um so I, I think we're 175 plus, at least on guys that are willing to try to sell some cattle into this weather. Um, it seems like the beef market stabilized here for the moment. So uh, I, I'm going to be a little bit optimistic. This, the show lists here are not big, not big at all. Um, in fact, the show list right in my area, probably the smallest it's been in eight or nine months. So I, I, I think we're in pretty good shape. Let's see if we can have a little resolve in the feed yard. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you about box beef because it had a pretty good slide there, but hopefully we've stabilized. Well, as we speak, as you mentioned, cattle have come back in the green, but hogs also in the green here today. And is this all just short covering after we got down to those contract lows? Did we just get oversold? Is that all we're seeing? On the hogs, is that the question, Michelle? Yes, on the hogs. Um, yeah, it has to be because, boy, I tell you what, if you can come up with some good fundamental news, please share it with me and the rest of the industry. Uh, average weights are huge. Uh, supply of hogs, big. Uh, difficulty getting hogs scheduled to uh, be harvested on a timely basis around here. And we've got a jillion hogs around here. Um, demand is is pretty good, but, you know, it's got to be perfect when you throwing this much supply at the market. So yeah, I'm going to call the thing a short covering bounce. Now, I, I think the Feb hogs have kind of an important spot here at that 72.45 level. Uh, we're within 30, 40 cents of it right here. Um, that's where we failed here a couple of weeks ago. Um, I Let's watch that level real closely. I, I would uh, say coming off, you know, $7 off the lows with the kind of fundamentals we have, I, I would have a hard time being inspired uh, here to think the market has a lot left in it. Yeah. And as I mentioned, grains are mixed right now. Corn is trying to come back and that's after making new contract lows. I know the fundamentals aren't great, but do you think that we have pushed the corn market down too far here with the fundamentals that we have or not? I'm glad we've only got a minute or two left to talk about it because I'm running out of stuff to say about the grains. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that, that I, I, down here, um, Okay, here's one of those old guy commodity sayings again. I think too weak to buy, too low to sell. Um, I, I, now you've got March corn about where the December got down to. Maybe that's enough. You know, maybe that makes these chart people happy. Um, it, 
the cure for low prices is low prices. Wouldn't we expect to see a little bit? Maybe we'll see that on the report coming up this week. Would we not expect to see a little better demand for four and a half dollar corn than we have for seven dollar corn? The ethanol grind you think would be better. Um, and the, the whole bean story seems to be where did we get off the track here of long-term demand issues on the bean thing is pretty positive. I mean, the whole bio deal and everything. Um, and yet we've got one system of rain in South America completely changed the psychology altogether. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think down here, the market's way overdone. Um, funds are a giant short in the corn. I'd love to see some kind of spark enough to see them to get some short covering. Um, but I would agree. I think both grain and both corn beans and wheat for that matter seem to be undervalued to me down here. And so with that in mind, uh, with this big sell-off, how bearish does the USDA report on Friday have to be to continue to pound the market? It feels like, uh, just looking at estimates here earlier today before you and I got on it, you know, historically this January report can be, um, uh, have some fireworks. And the, the, the estimates I'm looking at, looks like we're just going to yawn it, limp it on in here with, Yield estimates left unchanged from last month. Um, slight changes in in the harvested acres, a few less on the corn, a few more on the beans. I, I I don't know. You know, I guess if there's a surprise there, maybe you get some st- surprise from the world-ending stocks. You know, where there's a lot of private people that think that that South American crop is still a lot smaller than what the USDA numbers using. Yeah, I feel like you know you could you could die of old age waiting for those numbers to to straighten out from them. Um, if there's a surprise to me, it would come in on the ending stocks number. And that would be because you'd see an improvement in demand that maybe they'd want to throw at us. Yeah. Well, leaning this hard negative going into the report, hopefully we'll get a bounce regardless. All right. Thanks for joining us. Brad Coima with Coima. Coima Varlik, that's Markets Now.